one of the uh, key things that helped my development, I learned at Human Awareness Institute, and it was loving yourself begins with loving yourself even when you don't want to. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. You can find out more about my work as an intuitive guide and teacher at karenhager.com. Now then, you are more than your circumstances or your worry or that super critical voice in your head. I know that already, you might be saying, but are you living in the truth of that? Are you doing it consistently? My guest today is Corey Lyon Folsom, and we'll be talking about increasing inner clarity for better communication in relationships. And of course, that includes your relationship with yourself for greater empowerment in life and in love. Are you ready to meet him? Corey Lyon Folsom has been a professional tracker, wilderness guide for newly sober people, and a vision quest leader. After a spiritual soul awakening, Corey participated in the Human Awareness Institute, Source School of Tantra Yoga, Sedona School of Temple Arts, Love Coach Academy, and Tony Robbins programs. As a certified Tantra educator and a love and relationship coach since 2012, Corey assists people from all over the world to increase the soulfulness, clarity, and ease with which they experience life. Corey's the father of two adult sons, and he lives in California. You can find out more about Corey and his work at corerelationship.com. Corey, welcome to Out of the Fog. Thank you, Karen. I'm glad to be here. What is a soul statement? I'm just starting us right off. We're just jumping right in. Tell me what a soul statement is, please. Certainly. A soul statement is a present time statement of what is true and good about yourself so it's not a uh, something in the future or something from the past but there's there's parts of you that are eternal and there's a goodness in you always and so when we're maybe having a moment of forgetting that we're in distress or distracted by unpleasant circumstances or just overwhelmed by a lot happening, we can declare, we can remember through declaring a soul statement, oh, I have good inside me. There is strength inside me. I, there is strength inside me I can call upon. I'm I'm more than my circumstance. So we can pick one, you can say a few like I just did, and that helps you remember that you're more than your worry. How is that different from an affirmation? Well, an affirmation is something you would say that gives you the emotion of a of a state that you want to move into, an emotional state and or or desired experience that you want to um experience in the future so maybe you would feel it as much as you could now whereas a soul statement you're not trying to create anything from thin air you're not trying to move into some future state you're anchoring to what is already true and eternal 
some ideally some kind of inner strength that you can remind yourself of. So it's it's present and it's always and it's here, and as opposed to an affirmation, which tends to be trying to draw your future towards you. And I I have found just in my experience that sometimes we can hurt ourselves with affirmations because when we're trying to say something as if it was true and at the same time our circumstances are showing us that it is not true, we can kind of hurt ourselves. The example that I use in my work is when I look in the mirror and say, I have now reached my ideal weight. I have reached my ideal weight. I have reached. No, I haven't. I can see that I haven't. And I'm hurting myself when I try to use that as an affirmation. What I like about soul statements, it feels to me, is that they are speaking into what is already true. And even if I need reminding, right, even if I need reminding, I am more than my circumstance. So that to me is a big difference. We can, sometimes affirmations have sharp edges we can cut ourselves on. Do you know what I mean? I do. I do indeed. And you don't want to create that, uh, um, you know, inconsistency or, or, whatever the opposite of coherence is. <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you want to, with a soul statement, when you say I have grit inside me, ideally, or whatever you say as a soul statement, ideally your cells hear that and they go, yeah. Or you're, you just feel this anchoring or grounding or more centered from your bones. It's like, oh, yeah, of course, that is me. I am a loved child of God or whatever's relevant or most helpful to remind yourself of in that moment. And there's a difference vibrationally, isn't there, between what is true and what we know to be true and what we're trying to convince ourselves of by tap dancing a lot. That's right. I look at it like you're calibrating your inner wisdom with your 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 surface thoughts oh calibrating your inner wisdom with your surface thoughts that's beautiful um and it and especially when we're looking at difficult circumstances in our lives or difficult relationships sometimes we forget our inner wisdom and instead let someone else tell us what they think our inner wisdom should be. And so that's another thing about a soul statement. It feels to me like it must be deeply personal. Yeah. And you're, you're not negating necessarily the, the, the outer situation. You're just remembering a stronger version of you or a stronger aspect of you that you can call upon and embody and live with with that at your center to help to to help you with whatever's happening you know my distress is not a forever condition i am not my story i can call upon the grit inside me my heart is a trusted guide um Mm. I'm just, so those just resonate with those just hit me in a way that affirmations do not. Um, so I'm just feeling those kind of land. My heart is a trusted guide. As we want to improve our communication, 
the way we ask for what we need, the way we show up in relationship with ourselves and other people, how can we use soul statements to help us do that? Yeah. And when are you talking about in say relationship with other people? In relationship with other people. And I think it also, our, our primary relationship is always with ourselves. No yes. matter how many lovers or partners or children or aunts and uncles or that primary relationship is always with ourself. It feels mm-hmm, to me mm-hmm. too. Yeah. And so if we are maybe a little bit more certain of the good or the strength that's inside of us, or we're a little more sure, then we're less, we tend to be less, um, um, not not challenged, but um, thing, things that happen, th- other, things other persons, other persons might say, it, it's not, we can, we don't have to believe, oh, what they're saying might be true about me. It's like, oh no, they're talking about their perceptions and they're, they're talking, they're giving you information about what they perceive. It doesn't have to be, I don't have to take it on as true. I can remember a, a soul statement in that moment silently and I don't have to defend as quickly because mm-hmm. I I know what's true about me. So I, I the truth doesn't necessarily need defending if you really know it. Mm. That's interesting. There's that old thing that whatever someone says, they're telling you something about themselves. So if something says something about you, they're really disclosing something about themselves, their perspective, their beliefs. Mm-hmm. And in relationships, I think especially um, intimate relationships, we can get so triggered by old patterns or old beliefs. It's always that you always, you never, I can never, you never let me. We get so triggered by that, that sometimes communication is really difficult. And I'm hearing you say that when we feel into what we know to be true about ourselves, that can help maybe ease some of that difficulty. Yeah. And if I'm really remembering a soul statement, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling anchored to that statement. I'm my brain and my body are in agreement that what I just declared is true. Then I, I'm that much more grounded and I can be in that much more self ease, which would only then help a partner or you know, friend, life partner, whomever, coworker, you just can help them by being centered. And it it also, I know personally for me, what it does is it helps me be curious about the other person versus, mm-hmm. oh, I'm I'm having to defend myself. No, I can just, I know what's true about me. And that allows me to be more readily curious about what's happening with them, what's important to this person, maybe what what value that they have that they feel isn't being met. And I can be a better listener. I found a lot in the book. So Corey's book is Soul Statements, A Love Coach's Guide to Successful Communication. 
I found a lot in the book, um, as you shared examples, um, about how soul statements can help us be less reactive, less easily triggered. And I feel like that's what you're starting to get into here as we talk a little bit about conflict. Can you say something about that? Can soul statements help us be less reactive? I'm in a, I've been married for a really long time. I know there are things that my wife says to me that I, the word is hardly out of her mouth before I'm leaping into the same site fight we had 30 years ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And when I also, when I'm saying things as a soul statement, like my inner knowing is available to me, it's, it's somewhat, I don't know if incumbent upon me is, is the right way to say it, but I'll, I'll just keep talking anyway, (laughs) (laughs) is that that will also naturally lead me toward wanting to spend a little time in quiet reflection to develop maybe this soul statement or as I'm in my stillness, as I'm feeling who I am in my own quiet place, that's how we find our soul statements. You know, this isn't just something that comes from our head, like, oh, I've decided that my heart is loving and strong. It's like, yeah, probably true. And (laughs) it's so much better to spend time just feeling your heart and, and, offering your heart love and feeling the love of your heart for you being in gratitude, like, wow, this has been beating for me since before I was born and keeping me alive. And how wonderful is that? And it's been through a lot. It's, it's, there's been heartache, there's been contraction, there's been distress, and yet my heart still beats So it is strong. It is loving. And the more you spend some intimate time with your, in this instance, your own heart, the more real and the more you really know when you make that soul statement that it's true. Why do you think we run away from ourselves so much? We run away from that quiet where we could sit with our hearts. We we kind of um, hide out from our own strength. Why do we do that? Yeah. The author Herman Hess said that's the most difficult thing in the world is to be with oneself. <laughs> uh, why? I, you know, as a, as a, say, an amateur psychologist in this instance, I think that it's, there are things that maybe we wish we could have done better that we might be reminded of when we, when we're like, oh yeah, I'm a good person. Oh, well, gosh, you know, there was that one time where I yelled at my sister, you know, that's not great. You know, so we, we tend to be critical of ourselves and we don't want to, spend this time just alone because that critical voice will come up. And, but that's, (laughs) there's a lot underneath of it and we have to get through. It's like a a monster at the gate. We have to uh, give the monster a cookie and slip on past (laughs) if we want to get to the good stuff, you know, where the, the truth lives. And 
And, and sometimes the truth is, I just didn't know what to do. But there's also another truth that my soul always knows what to do. Mm-hmm. And so it's just so, it's important and it's easy to skip. Uh, and also, you know, we grew up contemplating, is God real and whatever um, system we grew up with, whether it's going to church or temple or or different places or not going at all. And, but we hear about it and we're like, Oh, how does that work? And so we're, it's easy to say, well, this is just too all encompassing of a subject. I I don't really know. And so then we're, am I just alone in this world or am I, have I been abandoned because uh, by the grace of, of any kind of angels or guardian angels, because I'm such a nice person yet, you know, crap happens to me. What's up with that? And so there's, we have to uh, work some of these questions out if we want to be comfortable being quiet and alone and still. And there can be a, f- a feeling in that, at least one I'm familiar with for myself, that when we get into that critical place about how the choices that I've made before, before this moment, The choices I've made before are the ones I'm doomed to keep repeating or I messed it up and it can never. Mm -hmm. One of the things I like in, in reading your work is that you're talking a lot about how stopping and take a breath, taking a breath or re-examining opens new possibility, unlocks communication, right? We can't communicate from the old place. We can only communicate from what is true right now. You and I speaking in this moment when there's that belief that says my past choices or past actions, the ones I'm delighted about and the ones that I'm ashamed of have brought me to this place. Now I'm stuck with them. That also kind of can stop someone from moving forward. Do you know what I mean? Indeed I do. (laughs) And one of the uh, key things that helped my development, I learned at human awareness Institute and it was, they, they, they just kept reminding of this over and over and over, which is awesome, which is loving yourself begins with loving yourself, even when you don't want to. And I actually, that was even too much of a leap for me from where I was at that point. And so I changed it for myself, which is loving myself begins with accepting myself, even when I don't want to. (laughs) Mm. And so that's where I started. I had to start with acceptance and then eventually get to love, self-love. And there's another something beautiful in there because you're allowed, when someone presents an idea to you, you're allowed to take it and shift it in the way that is the most compassionate and accessible for you. You're allowed to do that which mm-hmm. is another piece I think we miss. A teacher says something or you hear something and you're like, okay, I'm going to have to do that. No, you're a lot. You can, you can shift it. You can use what you know, what your intuition tells you, what your heart tells you. You can take what you receive and shift it so that it makes sense for you. That's right. And And as we grow in understanding of who we really are, underneath the the shame or the 
whatever experiences we've we've had, then we we get to see that some of these things that we've been telling ourselves as true are just it's just another story. And I like to say old stories got us here and new stories will get us where we want to be. And so a new story might be, well, a short version of a new story was, there is a place at my center where I can tune out everything that is not me. So that's one of my new stories. There is a place at my center where I can tune out everything that is not me. Hmm. Yeah. You're listening to Out of the Fog. I'm talking with Corey Lyon Folsom. His new book is Soul Statements, A Love Coach's Guide to Successful Communication. You can find out more about Corey and his work at corerelationship.com. As a, as a love coach, as someone who I am imagining, do you work with individuals and with couples? That communication piece, that connecting with what is true, hold, being able to hold your truthful space, no matter what's going on. How do you help people with that? Yeah. Well, I oftentimes start by sharing that the conversations you have with yourself are the most important ones you'll ever have. And, and also an, another key piece is that to, to realize, to have it spoken out loud is very powerful that, oh, this other person that I'm joined with in life, of course, they're not going to react or respond the way I would if, say, that thing happened to me or this thing was said or whatever occurred, because they don't have my body. They don't have my family of origin. They didn't grow up in my neighborhood. They didn't go to my school. They're not my gender necessarily. Or, you know, there's all, they just have, they don't have my same challenges or my same dreams. And so how they just responded to any given thing is perfectly human and natural given all their history and all of who they are. And so as I'm more self-centered, self-assured with knowing who I am at a deeper level through soul statements and quiet time, I don't feel like I have to challenge whatever has just been said or responded because I can, I can just be more curious and hold more space. I can be an emotional anchor, if you will, because I'm, I have my own self-assuredness on my best days. <laughs> <laughs> Except when you don't, and then you take a breath and then you do again, because that's how this that's works, right? right? Yeah, it's not yeah. about a, a switch that gets flipped. And suddenly yeah. magically all communication is flawless. And cause that, I don't, I don't think it works like that. Does it? No. Well, no, it's because it's like we're in school and school never gets let out until we're in a different school. So <laughs> it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, and I, I just love learning. And so that, that ends up helping too. I was struck by what you shared. You talked about asking your partner, what, 
what the weather report was as a way, mm-hmm. um, kind of a shorthand between the two of you with your partners understanding that you're asking for an emotional weather report. Can you talk a little bit about that and how we might be able to build in curious questions, curious ways of communicating with our partners to help, to help uh, us be closer to them? Sure. And that came about in part because I realized uh, that, oh, this person wasn't lying before. They were speaking what was true for them in that minute, but it changed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, And so now we were feeling that. Now we're feeling this. Oh, there's been some, a change of a change of tone or some, or the phone just rang or whatever it is. And, and so it's helpful to me in order to be a more gracious and loving partner to know what's happening on the inside for this person I share my life with in particular. And so if, if I have a, if I'm given an emotional weather report that that just it gives me more um, understanding let's be be a little more compassionate a little more empathetic like oh there's there's some weather going on underneath the surface that i wouldn't necessarily be aware of unless i asked and it just it also helps to be asked because it's a form of respect and so just by asking the weather can change a little bit and it also, if you asked me that, I'd have to stop and really think about it instead mm-hmm. of just spew words at you. So it also kind of creates a lovely little pause, mm. right? Because you're inviting your partner to think and respond, not just to mm-hmm. react. Yeah. And it, and it's a way of saying, you know, I care about what's happening for you on the inside. When a relationship ends or when communication maybe um, is not possible or not healthy for whatever reason, how can we use soul statements and how can we move ourselves forward when things are ending? Yeah. Well, being connected to your, to your inner clarity and your, your, what's what's good about you and what's what strength you have inside will help will help you speak from not just your worries or your concerns or like well what about this oh my gosh if or the or the unknown future it helps you speak to your values and and to your needs and we don't necessarily want to lead with needs uh, but we want to speak to um, so so maybe I have a value for safety and if there's a certain tone of voice that's or a or a volume or a way of talking that starts to feel more aggressive and you can say I notice a change in the tone and that's as a result, I'm feeling less safe. Is there a, is there a way we can, I would like to 
talk differently with each other, or it would work for me. I would be better able to listen if it was a, if I perceived it was a kinder tone, are you able to shift that? And sometimes it's sometimes if it's no, then maybe what's appropriate is say, well, let's just take a break for a few minutes and come back. Um, there's an openness in that and a, an allowing. Uh, I'm hearing you not make the other person wrong for the change in tone. It sounds like you're just saying what you've observed and from your heart, how that's made you feel. Yeah. And um, somebody smarter than me said once that you are the expert on your intentions hmm. and everyone else is the expert on your impact. And so if I, if I basically lead with my, the impact of what's happening on me, it's, it's not so much a pointing a finger and saying, you know, you're a dummy dog and I don't like the way you're talking right now. It's more of, I'm, I'm not feeling great. My heart, my heart feels contracted and I'm, I'm just not comfortable. I, what you're saying is important. And I'm wondering if we could do this differently so that I can really understand what's important to you. For listeners who would like to find the book and find out more about how they can connect with you, how can they find you? Well, I have my website, which you've mentioned, corerelationship.com. And I also, I'm on Facebook, Core F, and Instagram, Corey Lyon Folsom. And if that's all on my website as well. So Core Relationship is a great uh, kind of clearinghouse for for all that. And of course, uh, my book is on Amazon and my contact information is in the back of that too. What would you like to leave the listeners with? What do you feel like is the most important thing you want them to take away from this conversation? No pressure. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of directions I could go, but I, I think that the most, the, the thing right now is that our brains are not always our best friend. And we can if we start focusing on what's wrong, which is very easy, we can create a downward spiral of attitude. And we can also focus on what's right, even if it's that I am love, I can do this. <laughs> mm -hmm. What's right about me is always available. And so if we can just choose what's what's powerful and sure and good and right we can anchor to that and that can help lead us upward into an upward spiral and it can lead us into speaking to our our the impact of what's happening what our needs are and it can just engender more direct graceful requests and it can just lead us to the next best thing, the next best action uh, that I could take, knowing that um, my 
what's inside of me is more powerful than what's outside of me. Just knowing that I'm like, okay, I can do this. And it starts going in a more empowered direction. Corey, thank you very much for talking with us. Thank you. You're very welcome, Karen. I've been talking with Corey Lyon Folsom. His new book is Soul Statements, A Love Coach's Guide to Successful Communication. You can find out more about Corey and his work at corerelationship.com. And of course, you're always welcome over at karenhager.com. That's a great place to find out about upcoming classes and events. You can even book a private session with me there if it feels aligned. And for more out of the fog content and occasional photos of Maisie the dog, mostly photos of her sleeping. Because although I had a secret plan to make her into kind of an Instagram superstar, she mostly sleeps. She's very cute when she's sleeping, but she mostly sleeps. So for occasional photos of napping Maisie the dog and dozing Maisie the dog and sleeping Maisie the dog and to take a look at what's on my jigsaw puzzle board this week, you can find me on Instagram where I am Fog City Psychic. And thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world. And a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace.